to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, where we talk about all things self-care for those of us who are, let's face it, too busy for self-care. It's time to bring that same compassion that you offered everyone else in your life to yourself as well. In this podcast, you'll hear real-life stories of how self-care transformed people's lives as they were going through life's storms. You'll learn practical, actionable tools to begin the self-care journey yourself as well. Because like I always say, small changes make a large impact. I'm your host, Dr. Sheetal Ajmani. I'm a physician, best-selling author, and the founder of Radiant Living Institute, where I guide people to get unstuck and learn to live radiantly again. Through my signature program, Reclaim Your Radiance, you'll reclaim your worth, renew your energy, and restore your happiness in your life, career, and relationships. To get started, download your free guidebook, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life at RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Quick disclaimer before we get started, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific situation. Now, let's get started. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Dr. Heather Awad to the Essential Self-Care Podcast. Dr. Awad is a family medicine physician and the founder of Vibrant MD, where she provides weight loss coaching for professional women over 50. She's also the host of her own podcast, Vibrant MD. I'm so excited for our very timely conversation today, where we'll be chatting about mindful eating around the holiday season. As of the recording of this episode, we are just about to embark on Thanksgiving here in the U.S. and the start of the holiday season, so this conversation couldn't be more perfect. Thank you so much for being here, and welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, Dr. Awad. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So like I said, I'm excited to dive into this very timely conversation. I think this is going to be so useful and so valuable for our listeners. You know, the holiday season is obviously full of like so many family dinners, holiday parties, a lot of really like rich foods, desserts, wine, lots of comfort food. And so, you know, I know many of us can tend to overindulge this season, right? Whether it's because of all the parties and gatherings, whether we're in celebration mode, or I know for many, a lot of uncomfortable feelings can also come up around the holiday season, right? With maybe um, meeting up with friends or extended family who we haven't seen all year round, and they're asking questions about our relationships or careers, and it can just bring up a lot of like really heavy things, and sometimes that can lead to overindulging a bit as well. And I think many of us, certainly I know that when I overindulge, like it can feel, you know, you just feel like blah, like heavy, tired, you just feel kind of blah. And so there's a lot I have to say about this topic from the Ayurvedic perspective. Um, You know, mindful eating is just a really big piece of Ayurveda. And I actually think it's so important and so valuable that it's an entire step, an entire module in my Reclaim Your Radiance program and six-step method. But I would really love to hear your perspective on this as well and just dive into this conversation together, Dr. Awad. What do you see as some of the maybe most common issues related to our food choices and eating habits around the holidays? Sure. Well, two things I would say that are really cultural in the United States and possibly other areas that we've really normalized mindless eating, just putting food in our mouths because it's there. We've also normalized um, eating our feelings, 
So sometimes we think, well, Aunt Maya is going to be at the dinner we're going to, and she always asks me about this thing that really bothers me, and I know I'm going to just eat a lot of stuff because that's going to make me mad. Where that's actually, we're choosing that, right? We're, because it's normalized in our culture, we are deciding that someone is going to bother us and we're going to eat. And if we stop and look at that, it's not actually a solution to that ant that bothers us. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you said that we've like normalized mindless eating, right? As opposed to, and what we're going to dive a bit deeper into is mindful eating and like really practical tips today of like how we can practice that and how our listeners can practice that over the holiday season. Um, But I love how you said kind of we normalized mindless eating. And you know, what I immediately thought of also when you said that was just, you know, it's become so normalized to like scroll on your phone while you're eating, right? This is just not even necessarily in the holiday season, just like normal day-to-day life. It's just become so normal to scroll your phone, scroll Instagram, so, uh, you know, scroll social media or listen to the news or, you know, catch up on emails while eating, right? And so this sort of eating in distraction has become so normalized. And um, and then through that, just eating when we're distracted, we are no longer paying attention to our body signals, right? Of like when we're full or when we're, we're satiated, right? And you can just right. tend to overeat and overindulge there. What are some other things that you see with just kind of like eating when you're distracted or the sort of mindless eating? Well, I think the a couple things. One is, like in my family, Thanksgiving is a football holiday because the Detroit Lions play, and that's where I grew up. Um, and so there's just food around all day long. And so we just eat, eat through the games, through the games. And then you get to the meal, and you're not hungry, and the food doesn't even taste like anything, and you just keep eating again. So it's just out. And we live in a world where there's food everywhere. You know, I, uh, one of my clients noted that there was cake in the break room and other food every day that's out for the taking. Um, another client told me that she's got donuts in the break room every day and patients bring, you know, food gifts and that's out all the time. So there's always food around. And then in medical training, um, there's the seafood, eat food, because you're not sure when you're going to get to eat. So there's a little bit of feeling that we've trained into ourselves of scarcity. I don't know when I'm going to get to eat again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As you mentioned, like in the medical field, like I remember in residency, right? I mean, advice that was given to every single intern when I was an intern, right, Mm -hmm. is eat when you can, sleep when you can, which is really interesting. So, you know, my background, I'm a pediatrician. Um, and so it's interesting because that's what we tell like new parents too, (laughs) like eat when you can sleep when you can. And same thing with in residency. It was just like, eat what you can, when you can sleep, when you can, you know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, exactly. Like you said, kind of that scarcity. And so then sometimes you're eating when you're not even really hungry, but you're just like, you're not sure when work is, you know, when you're going to get that next call or that next page. Um, but then also what you shared of, of sort of, you know, Thanksgiving, football, the food is just kind of out all day. You know, I want to also mention as we continue to dive into this conversation for our listeners that this is a really, I feel like, big topic. This can be a really difficult and challenging 
topic and sort of issue to navigate and work around as well, Mm -hmm. partially because food does play such a uh, social role for us as well. And that's just not even in our current modern day and age. I mean, I think for for all of human history, like food Mm -hmm. plays a social role, like families get together, right? Um, You know, in villages, families, communities would get together around the fire to make their meals, to eat their meals together, to sing and dance and do these sort of things. And, And then it's also hard because the fact is, we do need food, right? Like we need food to nourish our bodies. We need that. So then it's, you know, kind of making these decisions. Um, There's a lot of different things at play, a lot of different factors at play. So I just wanted to mention that as we continue to dive into this conversation for our listeners to just remember also as we begin to enter into this holiday season to practice self-compassion with yourself as well. And maybe with everything that we talk about in our conversation today, both myself and Dr. Awad, you know, maybe if you can even pick just like one small thing, one small tip that you that resonates with you, that you feel like is going to be useful for you, that you can maybe try and just practice this holiday season. But remembering to also have some compassion for yourself because there are just so many things at play when we talk about this this topic. So that being said, what sort of what are some tips that you would um, give our listeners on how to practice mindful eating over the holidays as opposed to mindless eating so that we can avoid that feeling of just kind of feeling blah all holiday season, right? And still, you know, essential self-care is all about doing these things for ourselves so that we can show up as our best self. Right for our family, for our friends, for ourselves, for our career, for our relationships, all of that, and so we can't really do that when we're feeling blah and heavy and fatigued <laughs> because we've overindulged. So, what are some tips that you would um, give, just kind of starting out to our listeners? Sure, I can say first, think about: Do you have a story that you're telling yourself that something difficult is going to happen at the holiday, and you're going to eat or drink your way through it? And think about. If that's the choice you want to make this year, or if you'd like to do something different, like when, you know, your troublesome aunt asks the question, if you can think of a quick answer and, and what you're going to do at that point, you're going to go talk to someone else that is nice to talk to. Um, Looking at those things where, you know, to choose to not um, punish ourselves with overeating because of difficult situations. Um, the other thing, there's a few things, but also I like to tell people to think of a few things about the holiday that have nothing to do with what you put in your mouth because it is about the food and, but it is also not about the food, right? Maybe there's some people you're going to see that you're really happy to see, or it's a spiritual or cultural holiday and that has its own meaning. Um, think about some things that you can remind yourself of throughout the day that you're really grateful for that aren't about the food. Um, Great. I love those as, as, as start. And I know we have so many more tips that we're going to continue to get into, but I think, why don't we reflect on those couple first? Um, Cause I think there's a lot of power in both of those. I think the first one of just kind of thinking about what's the story you're telling yourself about what the holidays are going to look like. Um, what sort of choices you're going to make. I think just taking a moment to pause and reflect on that in and of itself is so powerful. Just going into the holiday season with some awareness and some intention, right? Of, you know, how do I even want this holiday season to look like? 
right? And realizing that we have a choice. I think so often we forget that we have choices sometimes, especially as we as we get older, I guess. Like we can just kind of get stuck in this is just the way things have always been done. This is the way it always is, right? And and it makes sense because we've been conditioned for however many years we've been alive and we've had those experiences, right? But I think sometimes we can feel like that's just how it is and there's no other option or there's no other choice. And so reminding yourself that you do have some choices and that you can actually, you know, thinking ahead of what you want the holiday season to look like and just going into it with some of that awareness and intention. No, that's not going to necessarily change what other, you know, the questions that other people ask you or, you know, things like that, but it can change and affect how you respond to it and your perspective around it and the choices that you decide to make. And so I think that's really powerful. And then seeing, you know, in that um, tip and advice that you gave, Dr. Awad, you had also mentioned of kind of thinking, well, what am I going to do instead? Like, okay, yeah, every year, this really awkward conversation comes up or this aunt always asks me this question. Well, what can I do instead, instead of just drinking more wine at that point or instead of going for another dessert at that point? Well, maybe I can just say, okay, I know that. That's just my aunt. That's just what she does every year. You know, I'm going to, you know, maybe prepare a response in advance, right, of how I want to respond to that and then move on to another conversation, right? Or, um, right, or something of that nature. If, if just, or I'm going to go, I'm going to politely excuse myself and go out for a walk yes. and then come back, right? So, but just coming up with some sort of plan for yourself um, ahead of time, right? And then I love this also of kind of looking at what else, what else do the holidays mean to me, right? So again, part of that, you know, the first step in my, my six-step process of Reclaim Your Radiance um, for guiding people to get unstuck and, and learn to live radiantly again through whatever challenge or difficulty they're going through is, is something I call taking inventory, which is very much this of like thinking and of like, what do I want? my life to look like, or in this situation in, in our conversation today, what do I want the holidays to look like, right? And what does it mean to me? What sort of, um, I think another powerful question is like, what sort of emotions do I want to feel more of this season? Because the thing is, once you start to think of these things, your mind starts to seek out opportunities and experiences to um, sort of uh, support that. Experience for you. And then I also really liked so before we started the recording, you showed me something that you did the first year that the first holiday season that you started to really kind of um, think about the food choices that you were making around the holiday season. And for those of you who are listening to the audio, this is also going to be on YouTube. So you can watch the video on YouTube and see what Dr. Awad is about to show us. But it goes along with that idea of sort of planning ahead and thinking in, of an thinking in advance of how you want this season to look like and, and specifically with regards to your food. So can you tell us about that? I'm thinking about the plate uh, and show, show us that and just describe to us like, because that you said you had mentioned to me before we started recording that this was like the first year that you had, not this year, but when you made the plate was the first year that you had started really thinking about this. So like what was going on for you at that time, actually? I'm just kind of curious to hear that that led you to also create that. And how did that work out for you? Sure. So I had, 
I had lost 27 pounds and um, was nervous about the holidays coming up because Thanksgiving to me really is about the food. And I thought, how can I plan this so that I feel really calm about the food part? Um, and so what I did was I drew out on a paper plate and I could have done this on paper too, but I'll, but I'm showing this for the, the video people exactly what I was going to eat. And the beautiful thing about holidays is we usually know what the food is going to be. Right. Um, so I, I actually wrote out, you know, what I wanted to eat. I thought about all the foods and I even put like wild card dish on there. Cause my one cousin always brings something that we don't know what he's bringing. Um, and so I, I wrote that out and, and I decided how much dessert I was going to have. And the funny thing is having written it out when I got to the actual day, I actually put this, those things on the plate right where I had drawn them. Cause I could remember the mashed potatoes, that little plop in the center, the turkey goes on the side. Um, and so it was just really helpful because I got there and I thought, I already know what I want to have. Yeah. And- oh, that's so fantastic. And that's so funny. I love that. Yeah. Especially for those of us who are like um, visual mm-hmm. learners, right? Who are really visual, like, or actually visual and tactile, I would say, because actually the action of like drawing it out, right? That can mm-hmm. um, go into your memory. And then for visual learners, you know, just seeing it drawn out, just like you said, and you knew exactly where on the plate each item was going to go to. So I love that. And, um, you know, I had asked you before we had started recording and you had showed me the plate. I was like, did you take that actual plate to your Thanksgiving dinner? And, you know, you were like, no, just by seeing it, just by having done the process of, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, of just having gone through the process of just taking a moment to be intentional about it, to think about it, to be like, how do I want this to look like? And then taking that one extra step also of just drawing it out on a paper plate. So easy, just a Sharpie, a paper plate, right? And you drew it out, or you could also do it on a sheet of paper. Uh, So it really doesn't require a lot of, tools, right? right? Or materials. And, uh, and, and that helped, you know, and then you were able to kind of plan that out. And I also love that you made a little section on the plate for a wild card just to have some, you know, flexibility. flexibility. Yeah. I think yeah. that's so important because I think so often in our self-care, no matter what sort of self-care we're talking about, I think a lot of us, um, a lot of us, particularly, you know, and a lot of my listeners are, are very similar to myself as well, like very high achieving. We tend to be very like structured. We like our plans. Right? <laughs> we like to follow a plan. It's, we like the rules. <laughs> and so it can be hard sometimes to give ourselves permission to have some some of that flexibility and wiggle room and to play, right? And so I love that you had that like wild card on there too. So I love that. I hope that I'm sure that'll resonate with our listeners. And I hope our listeners kind of take that with them as well to give yourself an opportunity, even as we're talking about this mindful process with food, it's it's we're not talking about it in a way to be like rigid or, you know, super structured or or limiting, but more so in a way to help you feel your best throughout the holiday season. And, you know, so, you know, adopt some of these tips that resonate with you and also allow for some flexibility and adaptability as well. So I love that. So as we are beginning to 
wrap up this episode, any other sort of imparting, you know, I feel like, honestly, I feel like we could talk about this topic for like a whole other hour. Um, so, you know, we'll just have to do another episode sometime soon. <laughs> But any other sort of imparting like big tips or advice that you would want our listeners to know um, as we wrap up today? Tell people to remember that you're really going to feel your best if you eat some protein and vegetables at the meals. So, um, you know, I, I love the structure of that plate, but really you can go there and take a look at what's out there and find some protein, whether that's meat or vegetarian, and some vegetables and put those on your plate prominently, and then fill in with some other things. Um, and then you're really going to feel good because you've eaten some really healthy things that are going to nourish your body. I love that. So maybe even like putting, yeah, putting those on your plate first mm -hmm. and then filling in, you know, the rest of your plate from there. Right. So that, that could be another approach to the plate. So, so two approaches to the plate. One is like how you drew it out. And then this could be another approach or it could be combined that you include that when you're drawing out your plate in advance, right. right? That you include it that way, that you make sure that you have that. That's great. And I know that you have so many wonderful resources for, um, for people, not only through the holiday season, but really all year round, you know, the work that you're doing with Fiber and MD. Um, so can you share where people can learn more about you and the work that you're doing? And I also know that you have a free mini course available for people. So can you tell us about that and where people can find that? Right, right. So you can find the, we have a free mini course, um, free, which is a weight loss course for women over age 50. And you can find that at the website, vibrant-md.com. And, um, and there's more information all the time on the Vibrant MD podcast as well, which is anywhere you find your podcasts. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I will be sure to include those links in the show notes as well. Thank you again for being here today with us, Dr. Awad. So good to be here. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a positive review, and share this episode with someone you know. And remember, your free guide, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life, is waiting for you at RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Download it today.